Acts 20, verses 27 through 28. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I'm Wanda Hardy Kidd, a retired campus minister in my late 60s from North Carolina. A couple of years ago, burdened by grief, I left home alone. A road trip, just me, my truck camper, and a broken spirit. But I found healing in my desert wandering. These short episodes capture parts of that journey. Journey Through the Desert Episode 19, Churches in the Desert. I have an affinity for church buildings. Not so much new and extravagant churches, but the ones that are weathered and community-built. They tell me a story about who they are without any spoken words. Those small brick churches in the middle of less-than-prosperous communities whose lawns are small but carefully mowed, usually by a church member, with a swing set in the side yard which says they welcome children and families. Then there is a sign on the side door that says the food pantry will be open from 9 to noon each Saturday, and the clothes closet is open on the third Saturday of each month. Those Christ followers are the lifeblood of that community, and they know their people. But in the desert, the churches were mostly white and weathered more from the heat and the wind than from neglect. They were small because there were not many people in the surrounding areas, and they often stood like sentries against the vastness of the desert. I imagine that everyone that is connected to that church probably has a key because there was very little monetary value of what was inside. And if it was there and someone needed it, then that was okay too. I saw a lot of those churches on my trip. In fact, I discovered a church like that 25 years ago on my first trip west. It was actually a combination of a community and a desert church. It was constructed of white weathered cinder blocks and siding on a main street corner in a town that was past its prime. My sister and my kids and I had been traveling through Utah on Sunday and did not see a Baptist church all day. But Monday, as we got off I-85 to get gas, we rode down a main street, and there on the right was Ash Fork Baptist Church. We stopped, but no one was there, which was not surprising since most people who pastor desert churches have to work multiple jobs to fulfill the call to serve. We jotted down the name of both the church and the pastor in our travel log. It was a long story, but when we got home, my sister contacted the pastor's family, and a year later, I brought a group of students from Mars Hill College to stay for a week. We arrived in time for Sunday night Bible study, and there were more of us than them. Ash Fork was our third stop on a month-long service trip, and my students were tired and very underwhelmed by this little church in the desert. They had been in San Francisco the week before, and this town did not impress. I had given them a stern talking to before we went in, and they were as polite as chastised young adults can be. As the pastor was finishing up, the members began to pray for the things that small churches pray for, the sick, the community, and their families. But we were just about through, an older woman, who was as wizened by the desert as the building itself, began to pray. She said, 
Oh, Lord, thank you for bringing these young people to be with us here in Ash Fork. Sometimes it feels like you have forgotten us out here in the desert. Ash Fork was the only place on that trip where the students cried when we left. I've taken several other groups to Ash Fork over the years. It was there in that desert that I began to see its beauty and hear the voice of God speak through the many surprises that brought us all together. But it was that prayer of beseeching God to see them in the desert that has haunted me for years. Much has been said about the loneliness and isolation that was brought on by the pandemic. But in reality, both of those things are far greater than just that season. The pandemic only shone a light on our personal and cultural separateness. I have heard people voice their sense of being forgotten in the proverbial desert of the soul. As beloved children of God, it is my greatest desire that we know that we are never truly alone. But when that assurance resides only in our head and does not transform our hearts with hope, it is my prayer with bootstrap courage that we would each ask for help. Without reluctance, Call someone, a friend, a family member, a pastor, or a hotline. Because even in the desert, maybe because it is the desert, someone will meet you there. Dear God, please send us people who stand with us in the desert. Help us to find churches who will be present with us in all the creative ways that we need. Infuse our lives with love and hope. Amen. This is Mitch Randall, CEO of Good Faith Media. We provide reflection and resources at the intersection of faith and culture through an inclusive Christian lens. Visit us at goodfaithmedia.org, where you'll find our news and opinion, video and podcast, bookstore and journal, and our travel experiences. You can also make a tax-deductible contribution to support our work and make podcasts like this one, Journey Through the Desert by Wanda Hardy Kidd, possible. goodfaithmedia.org. Thanks for listening.